Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Faceoff Sports Network presents... The Fantasy Football Face-Off. Get ready for fantasy, DFS, and betting talk to get you in the game. If you want to win, you have to tune in. With Anthony Servino, Matt McKay, and Steve D'Angelo. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Face-Off. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the FF Face-Off. I'm your host, Anthony Servino. Follow me on Twitter at The Real NFL Guru. Follow the show at the FF Face-Off. We can be found at all the top social media podcast platforms. Back with me on the Football Friday, Steve D'Angelo at Fantasy Savvy, Matt McKay at Matt underscore McKay underscore on Twitter. Guys, what is going on? What's going on, fellas? What's going on, Ant? What's going on, Matt? Week 11 in the NFL, ready for gearing up for the fantasy playoffs. So let's get into it right away. Yeah, happy to be with both of you guys. As always, listeners, viewers, appreciate you tuning in. Um, Like Steve said, we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Week 11, four more teams on by. There's no teams on by next week during Turkey uh, Week, Thanksgiving Day. So that'll be fun. But for now, big decisions for these lineups this week and uh we're here to get you set up properly absolutely william stevenson already in the chat saying what's going on uh let's let's do what we do uh or have been doing let's talk about a game uh you know let's differ from what we did on wednesday but what's another game that uh we're really interested in this week okay uh, do you want to stick with the fantasy context or just either one either one uh, because to me, a, a game I'm very curious to see how it turns out. Not necessarily sure that it's a fantastic fantasy game, but early window, we get Nick Sirianni going back to ND, mm. where he was the OC for a couple years. Um, Eagles fresh off of a primetime divisional loss, ending their undefeated record. Colts 1-0 and with Jeff Saturday. Granted, it was the Raiders, but... How are they going to look against one of the better defenses in the league that actually has a tough time stopping the run? Jonathan Taylor looked like his old self last week. So um, I think this game really has a lot of question marks around it in terms of, I mean, the seven points is a lot for a home dog. And I know the Eagles are a very good team, but I feel like the Colts kind of have some swagger right now, some confidence. And uh, I think they cover as seven point home dogs and, 
you know, I think there could be some fi- fantasy gold here if you look hard enough. Yeah, I'll talk. Uh, I guess we'll talk about um, the Denver. Las Vegas game, will the Raiders get the W or will Josh McDaniels suffer another loss? Russ, no Jerry Judy this week. So um, it's going to be Cortland Sutton. Uh, KJ Hamler is also out. So it looks like maybe Kendall Hinton, um, Montrell Washington at receiver, obviously still has the running game. Greg Dolchich, who's been coming on as far as usage, had a couple pop games. So Let's see what happens in this game. The Broncos season looks to be over three and six. The Raiders obviously is over at two and seven, but you know, two coaches who could be canned at the end of this season. Yeah, let's scale back to this Eagles Colts game. This one is very, very uh interesting to me because the Eagles a little bit banged up, no Dallas Goddard. In that short intermediate passing game, I think we touched on this the other night. Uh, right. It's gonna, it, it might struggle a little bit without Goddard. He's really been that safety blanket for Jalen Hurts. Does this mean we see more running back targets? Do they get Tyree Jackson or or one of those other tight ends more involved, or does or do Jalen, Jalen Hurts, Hurts take off and run more? Exactly, that's my exact thought process here. We have not seen a lot of rushing production from Jalen Hurts. Yes, he got that goal line sneak last week but under 30 yards back-to-back weeks so yeah it's uh you would think it's a game script for Hertz to be more of a runner but uh Colts defense is not a not a slouch they're not pushovers they're pretty tough so should be interesting what are we doing here in, in terms of like betting because it seems like the line uh is going in the wrong direction like you can get plus money if you think the eagles can cover seven only you know plus 100 but it's still plus money it's at home for the colts i think and if there's a weakness on this philly defense uh and and, and it shows it's the run they just signed damakun sue they brought in robert quinn the rush to passer uh, so they're trying to bolster up the middle of this defense a little bit, which tells us, hey, we don't believe we can stop the run well enough. And you got Jonathan Taylor coming off his best game of the year. I think, just like I said about Minnesota last week, going to Buffalo, this could be a really big spot for the Colts to cover the spread and, dare I say, win this game outright. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a lot for them to win this game outright. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's going to have to go for 200 yards. If he goes for 150, 200 yards and a couple of touchdowns, the Colts win this game. And he absolutely could. The Eagles have failed to cover the spread in five of their last six road games. Uh, Underdogs have won nine of the Colts' last 13 played. So, you know, it's kind of trending towards the Colts. I think the Colts cover for sure. I'm not quite sure that they win outright, but uh, first game for Saturday in Lucas Oil. So, um don't be surprised if this game comes down to the final couple minutes either way. Yeah, I think the spread's pretty pretty on the money here with the seven. Um, Eagles 21st against fantasy running backs, so good news for Taylor there. And also uh, the Colts are just 19th against fantasy running backs, but only allowing 3.8 yards per carry. So we'll see if Miles Sanders could uh, have a good day here. Uh, without Dallas, Dallas Goddard, maybe they, they focus on him a little bit more in the run game. No, in fantasy, um, you know, there's and what's his tight end? Grant Calcetta or Calcutta? No I, I, yeah, he's uh, 
He's supposed to be the next man up. It's going to be him or Tyree Jackson. I'm, I'm kind of sprinkling there. Mm. I'm grabbing Tanner Hudson because I'm, in, I'm banged up in a few leagues where I'm going to have to start one of these tight ends. Uh, I even tried picking up Trey McKitty, but it, lo- but it looks like Gerald Everett's going to play. Uh, so there's, you know, and, and Trey McBride. So a couple of young tight ends that could have some fantasy value. Uh, more so because it looks like Bellinger will be back. But, you know, for any fantasy manager who lost Ertz or Dallas Goddard, these young tight ends behind them, they're next up. And they're in offenses that feature the tight end position. So that definitely something to monitor. Yeah, have you guys – anybody got a good idea on these guys? Jack Stoll and no. Grant Caltera, Tyree Jackson? Not really, the, honestly. The the one piece of this uh, betting slate that uh, caught my eye, if you want to go towards any time touchdown scores, those are always fun to lay a wager on. And Paris Campbell, you know, he scored three touchdowns in the past five games. Matt Ryan's kind of gelling with him. He's plus 225 to hit the end zone. Avante Maddox, one of the corners for Philadelphia, is out. So, um, you know, if you're looking for a nice little payout during the game, that could be a nice piece of action to get. Tyree Jackson, tight end for the Eagles, just activated from the pup. He's a converted quarterback. So let's start start with some of these questions uh, with Jacob Ander on YouTube. Should I trade? Gerald Everett for Drake London in PPR for wide receiver depth. He already has Dalton Schultz as his starting tight end. He's not sure he wants to hold two tight ends past the trade deadline. Yeah, so training Gerald Everett for which receiver? Drake London. Drake London. Just mm. for depth. Yeah, I mean, if you have Schultz, I wouldn't worry about tight end. And, yeah, try to get something for Everett. So I don't hate it. Um it's just a not. It's a low passing offense, you know. Very little mm-hmm. volume here. You got to rely on efficiency and and touchdowns and. Um, yeah, but pretty even trade. I mean, how much you really going to get for Gerald Everett? Yeah. He's. I mean, for at least earlier in the season, Gerald Everett was a very quality fantasy tight end, especially in PPR scoring formats. I don't hate holding on to Schultz and Everett past the trade deadline. Uh, but there is some upside with Drake London. And, yeah, he started well, uh, fell off a little bit, but we also see rookies really start getting going uh, this time of the year. So it, it's worth it if you d- really just don't want to hold on to two tight ends. Past two games, Everett, fewer than 8.6 PPR points. Again, he started out this season uh, with that uh, double-digit PPR points in three out of the first four games and, and very much been hot or cold. I think the reason why Everett kind of slowed down was the injuries to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. If the defenses are focused on these wide receivers, you can make the case that Gerald Everett gets back in the mix. Yeah, you you would think he'd be better with less options out there. But, yeah, you're right. He was better when Williams and Allen were out there. Like you said, double digits, three out of the first four games. So, yeah, maybe he starts to get back in in the groove again. But this is kind of the player we've seen – from Gerald Everett throughout his career, just inconsistent overall. Well, in theory, like, it, that is the narrative. Okay, well, all these players are hurt. This guy's going to get volume. Well, he's also going to be the focal point to the other defense. So, yeah, the yeah. volume might be there, but if he's the best pass catcher on the field or the second best uh, next to Josh Palmer, he's going to get good coverage. So, you know, unless the player is really good, to handle that type of coverage, 
then it doesn't always work into your favor when everybody's around you, everybody around you is out. Like, look at Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst and Cincy, this is his best year because they have to pay attention to everybody else. But uh, let's go to uh, our next question, William Stevenson. Half-point PPR, he needs to sit two out of James Robinson, Tyler Allegier, Devonta Smith, or Darius Slayton. He's already starting a Monra, Gabe Davis, Chubb, and Saquon. So who sits at a J-Rob, Allegier, Devonta, and Slayton? I think you sit J-Rob and... Uh... Uh, I would say Algier, I think. Yeah, I guess. Slayton and uh, and Devonta Smith seem like the most competent. And I know he's got a lot of wide receivers already out there, but, I mean, I definitely am off Robinson. And Algier has some appeal, but uh, it's a plus matchup. But we just don't know. It could be a huge Cordell Patterson yeah. bounce-back game. Um, yeah, plus they use Huntley as well. Yeah, right. Patterson revenge game. He used to play for the Bears, so. Yeah, you know what? I'll go with that. Algier and Robinson, both running backs. I would get them out. Yeah, I don't like uh, the Jets running backs against the Patriots. I think they're number one against running backs. Yeah, they're tough. And, um, yeah, Patterson coming off the short week, didn't play much last Thursday, so maybe he ramps up here, gets more of a gets more usage. Then you got to love Slayton against the Lions. And uh, oh, yeah. not great for Devonta against the Colts, but – Dallas Goddard is out, so more targets True. can come in his way. And A.J. Brown, I know like he's not really dealing with any cr- crazy injury, but he did kind of come up hobbled Monday night. So, uh, right. yeah. Listen, I, I, I'm with you guys with sitting the two running backs, but I, I, I do want to know, I love Darius Slayton this week. I tweeted this out earlier, mm-hmm. um, uh, quote-tweeting uh, Kevin Masurgeon, something about Darius Slayton, and it's like, you know, once again, the consensus of the fantasy community, or at least fantasy Twitter, they buy into the overhype of a rookie in Wandale Robinson. Meanwhile, Darius Slayton has given us double-digit PPR points, at least 11.6 PPR points in four out of his past five games including three straight. What has Wandale Robinson mm. done since those really. two? Exactly. So once again, people punt the veteran who already has a pre-existing rapport and production with the quarterback for a rookie who had one good game. And, and Wandale and, is struggling to play this week, too. He might not even play. And believe me, Wandale might be a nice player. Darius Slayton is probably the number one wide receiver on the New York Giants. <laughs> And I think maybe it's because it is his fourth year in the league. So, like, he's taking a little bit longer to come along. And it's a low-volume passing attack with Danny Dimes slinging it. But it's a fair point to make, saying, uh, yeah, we all get blinded by the rookie hype train, especially after a big game. So I mean, these rookies are starting to come on. These rookie receivers are starting to come on. Wandell definitely could come on. I do like him as a player. Always kind of like Slayton, but he's always been like pop, not pop, pop, not pop. But – He's been very hot as late, and he's got the Lions, so this is a nice matchup. Yeah, absolutely love this spot for Darius Slayton. Uh, Zach Linton saying good evening. Good evening, Zach. Connor Bateman's our next question. Full point PPR. He needs two in between Michael Pittman, 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tony Pollard with Zeke likely coming back to torment Matt's Vikings and Devonta Smith. <laughs> so who sits at a Pittman Pollard and Devonta? Dare I say Pittman? We've been off of Pittman mm. for quite some time. Paris Campbell is seemingly the guy for Matt Ryan um, in terms of receiver uh, ability. So I, I have a hard time recommending Pollard on the bench, even with Zeke back in the lineup. Yeah. This guy can do a lot with a little. Yep. So, yeah, I, w- I would sit um, not Pollard. Sit Pittman. Yeah, Pittman, big time. I need to see it more. I mean, it's a tough matchup. Philly's got a great secondary. I know I, they got a cornerback out like I was talking about, but mm. Pittman is the ace in the offense. They're going to be focusing on him, taking him out of the game. So, Yeah, you got Darius Slay. That's never a great yeah. thing. Uh, Matt Ryan, you know, he did play better last week after a comeback for Ellinger. Pittman had 57 yards, I think, what, six or seven catches. And, um, you know, Pittman's been fairly solid, but of late hasn't been great. But, yeah, I would give the lead to Devonta. Definitely have to have Pollard in the lineup. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement here as well. Michael Pittman, like, if he didn't get it done last week with Matt Ryan coming back and in a matchup with the reeling mm-hmm. Raiders, um, 12.3 PPR points, 7 of 9 targets, 53 yards. You give a lot of receivers – Nine targets, seven receptions. They're coming down with more than 53 yards or at least getting into the end zone. This has kind of been the M.O. of Michael Pittman this year. Four straight games, and granted, the quarterback position has been a mess. The Colts have been a mess. But, you know, if he was as this elite receiver, this above-average receiver like the fantasy community makes him out to be, four straight games with fewer than 58 yards receiving, and he's been getting – Nine targets in those games and three out of the four, and at least six or seven catches in three out of the four. This doesn't spell elite to me. This no. doesn't spell must start to me. Yeah, I mean, his floor is five points. You're not getting that 12-point floor. Like, yeah, he's hit 12.3 two of the past three weeks, but he's not consistently providing no. that, and uh, it's concerning. And Devonta hasn't been consistent either. He's been... oh, he's not. He's the quintessential best ball wide receiver. But I still like him more yeah. than Pittman. Yeah, I mean, P- I like, sorry. It's just that Darius Slay factor. And, you know, if you're giving me Hurts versus Ryan, you know, no Goddard, um, I'm going to go with the Devonta side. But Pittman is the alpha in this passing attack, and he's just being totally shut down. Meanwhile, uh, Devonta is the two. So, it, you know, you got to give more leeway to Devonta in that regard. <laughs> Next question. Um Zach Linton, Fields or Hurts? Six point passing touchdown. <laughs> oh my uh, God. Fields. Six point passing touchdown. Uh yeah. I think I would go Fields. It's a better matchup. Wow. He's been on fire. Uh Jalen Hurts is in a tough matchup, relatively speaking, f- without one of his top weapons, like we just talked about, Dallas Goddard. So 
Yeah, man. I, I think you got to roll fields here. This is – Steve, are you going to go? No, I just said fields. Uh, yeah. Against Atlanta, you know, I, I think we're going to get one more big, big week from fields, and he might start one. to slow down a little bit. You know, the Colts' defense is tricky. On the road, top 10 against quarterbacks. Um, again, no Goddard. Uh, fields has been running like a maniac. I right. mean, breaking tackles, 60-yard 60, 60 runs back-to-back. Are the Falcons going to stop that all of a sudden? I don't think so. I think Fields will give you at least 25. And he's got that motivation from getting passed over for Kyle Pitts. I, we can't underestimate that. Right, right. and like I said, I think Fields is out there, man. You see that look on his face. I feel like he thinks he's the best Locked player in. best player in the field every time. Mm-hmm. That's the look you see. He's named him. after the field. He should think he's the best player on the field. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I like Fields. Good dad, Jack. <laughs> Thanks. Uh it, it is he both of these teams are like bad matchups for running quarterbacks the colts have only allowed 128 yards rushing and the falcons have only mm. allowed 89 yards rushing but the um touchdowns the, ground. The, the, the touchdowns the falcons two the colts three so i do like both of these quarterbacks to score it could be a nice two Mm-hmm. Uh, two-way anytime touchdown parlor with those two quarterbacks because yeah. I think that these matchups dictated. Um, I, I think the higher floor quarterback this week is also Justin Fields. He's the hot hand. His rushing total, I've seen it as high as 70 and a half yards for a <laughs> wow. goddamn quarterback. That's incredible. And again, the, 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 this is the deceiving thing. The, the, again, the Falcons have only allowed 80 nine yards mm-hmm. rushing the quarterbacks yeah but like this is justin fields this dude's on fire right now um this might be like, like as i like him to score i don't know about that yards total but this should be a game where he airs the football out this should be a game and he's thrown for at least two touchdown passes in three straight games and he's rushed for a touchdown in four straight games is he going to have his favorite target available in Cole Komet? I know he's dealing with that thigh contusion. I think he's he all right. Okay? I, think, okay. I think he's all right, yeah. I don't want that thigh That's contusion. Good. Who asked that question, by the way? Zach. Oh, Zach. Good shout out. Good yeah. picking up fields, man. Having those quarterbacks preventing from uh, the rest of the league from getting them. Yeah. So we're all in on Justin Fields and the ceiling. Mm-hmm. A Facebook user Cooper or Allen at wide receiver? I'm assuming that's Amari Cooper because the unfortunate loss of a uh, Cooper Cup on IR. Oh, Keenan Allen. Allen. Keenan Allen might play. Yeah, looks like he's back. Been practicing. Looks like he's ready to go against the Chiefs on Sunday night. 52 point total. Um, I think I like Keenan. I think I do too. Amari Cooper. I mean, he'll pop sometimes. Usually it tends to happen when he's at home. I mean, this Buffalo game has been an absolute shit show, moving it out of that blizzard to Detroit. So it's a neutral site, closer to Cleveland than Buffalo. But either way, the conditions will be dry and warm. So uh, regardless, I'm with you, Steve. Keenan Allen, I mean, he's had weeks to get right. He's not rushing it. He's finally coming back in a plus matchup. Divisional game, you gotta win. Chiefs have a bad pass defense. All this, all this, mm. really, the writing is there. You gotta go with Keenan Allen. This is a little bit closer for me. And, and number one, I want to just double check on Keenan mm. Allen. 
uh, that he is, because I know he's practicing, is so is Mike Williams, but I also saw, like, a tweet where, like, they look ready, but they might not be, so I do want to see if there's any updates on the injury status of um, Keenan Allen. He's listed as questionable. Okay, practiced in full. So that yeah, is Allen's really, a really good news. Yeah. I think Williams is a little more sketchy. Uh, High ankle sprain, yeah. Gets the Chiefs. Here's the, here's the thing here with Amari Cooper. More than likely, Tredavious White is still not coming back. They're getting Which, Jordan Poyer and uh, Elon back. But they're not week, Tredavious though. White. Yeah, but two big defenders for sure for them. Um, Amari Cooper, it, it's technically a road game, but it's not. A, you know, it's in Detroit, so it's a road game for everybody. Only one 20-point game in the past four uh, outings for Cooper here. But So only one smash. I I might roll the dice in Amari Cooper here. I don't. I mean, I get it. I get it. The Bills have been absolutely vulnerable on defense recently. Um, like, look what look at just and again, he's not Justin Jefferson. Nobody, you know, there's not many Justin Jeffersons in the NFL. But Amari Cooper's a very good number one wide receiver. Game scripts probably the Browns trailing. But even if it's a closer game, they're going to run the ball with Nick Chubb, and and this play action is going to open up for Jacoby. Like I think he gets he connects with Cooper on at least one for a touchdown. I love Amari Cooper this week. I this Bill I don't trust this yeah. Bill secondary. It is night and day. There, there are two players in that set in that defense that makes it work, and when they're not out, they're different defense. One is Matt Milano, the other is Tre'Davious White. Yeah, Matt Milano's definitely their best so, player on defense. I'm, I'm in on Cooper. But I you know Poyer is good. Who, who's the other safety that they have? Why Teron am I drawing Johnson, a right? No, not Teron Johnson. Oh, Matt, Mike, Micah Hyde? Micah Hyde. He's out for the yeah. year. I messed yeah, it up. Yeah. I thought Poyer was out. For, it's to Micah Hyde's out for the year, but Poyer is back. And then their rookie corner, uh, Kareem Elam. I know he's yeah. been pl- making some plays. Like he's back this week. So getting a little bit healthier. But, yeah, I mean, I love Cooper, man. I love Amari Cooper. He's a pure route runner, and he definitely could have a better game than uh, Keenan. I just think first week back, Keenan's going to be fired up. 52 total Sunday night. I kind of like it. No, I, I, that's that's the other upset special Two game. Two good options. I, I, this could be a game where the Chargers win outright. Crazy as it sounds. It's in SoFi. So, yeah. Justin Fields, what, 2-2 two and two in his career against KC. And Herbert, I believe, yeah. who did I say? <laughs> Fields. I, I, I did that <laughs> the other night, too. There's only one Justin in the league, damn it. Um, and, and the Chargers covered in three out of the past four, so I certainly yeah. like them to cover the number. But this would be mm-hmm. another sprinkle on the money line game. Mm-hmm. Like I said about the Colts, like I said about the Vikings last week, I like, the obviously, the, the safer ones, probably the Chargers, to beat the Chiefs than uh, the Colts to beat the Eagles. But I think both teams are in vulnerable spots. Because the Kansas City Chiefs, they're due for a letdown. Yeah. Well, they did lose to the Colts earlier in the year, but that was a while ago. Shrek on uh, Twitch, PPR League, he needs two wide receivers, one flex out of Amari Cooper, Drake London, no. Uh, Alec Pierce, no. Chris Moore, Tyler Algier, Darius Slayton. So it's for me, it's Amari Cooper, Darius Slayton. Yeah. Not even close. And then it needs a flex. So is it Chris Moore? Chris Algier? Moore, Alec Pierce? Drake London. Pick your poison. I guess I Drake London, begrudgingly. 
it's probably between Pierce and London. Pierce, what uh, the I would, hell is he I would, done? I would, go, I would go with London and against the Bears, 49 total. Uh, the My Bears guy, Alec Pierce, had, that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, Paris Campbell's starting to take over from him now, so Pierce has been fading. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm in a, a Drake London here. Uh, the yeah. the Bears secondary, you could throw on him a little bit. High point That's... total, and you know, he, it's it's either him or they go to him or Pitts in the red zone. Yeah, again, DFS appeal in that game for sure. Um, Bears and Falcons. Here's an interesting question on Facebook: Gus Edwards or Elijah Mitchell? Gus Edwards may not play this week, mm. so he's he's still questionable. Um, I don't think he's all the way back just yet, so I would say Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, it sucks because it's a top six matchup for Gus Edwards if he does see playing time, which he still could, but we, we talked last show about how yeah. Baltimore has not handled the injury very well went with their big players and particularly the running back in jk dobbins so very sketchy to have to bank on uh gus at least this week probably play it safer with elijah mitchell who is getting that 50 50 workload like like you guys said yeah i love amar uh, elijah mitchell in this spot 89 yards which was a game high for 49ers rushers uh 18 carries splitting the work, at least that's what we're expected to see with Christian McCaffrey. Now, I'm sure McCaffrey's going to get those higher percentage touchdown touches, but I do expect Elijah Mitchell, like, again, if you tell me a running back's going to give me 18 carries, I'm starting him 100% of the time. How many running backs in the NFL are getting 18 touches right now? Probably not a lot. No. that'll, That'll probably taper off a little bit. Why? You think he's going to 18 touches every game with CMC? Do you, I mean, do you, why not? That's CMC is so, very I, volatile. Like, if I don't you, see it, that many touches. I see maybe like, he'll probably average maybe like 12, 13. I, I, I just, if I'm Kyle maybe. Shanahan, I am not giving CMC his yeah, Carolina workload. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, in, maybe initially, but I think when the when push comes to shove, you're going to see more CMC in there. I'm sure. Like, yeah, I, I, I get it. If you put it 60, that way, 40. if you put it that way, like if they if it's a game and they're trailing, but like okay, against Arizona, probably going to get a heavy dose of both guys. New Orleans. Now this Miami game, week 13. Um, that might be one where we see a shit ton of Christian McCaffrey because the, that I can only imagine what that total is going to be with those two explosive offenses. Tampa, uh, you know, Seattle, I, I, that's another one where both rushers can go. But, so this is a pretty easy schedule for the 49ers, which is why I, I think Elijah Mitchell could be very, very busy. And just, you know, let's keep CMC for the playoffs, which is why we need him. Like, we can get to the playoffs. We can get to a title game without CMC. We need five. 
they're five and right. four though too, so they're close. So that's what I'm saying. You know, if they start getting some losses here, they might turn up CMC a little bit more. But I mean, it makes sense yeah. to use Elijah. He's been effective. Uh, keep CMC fresh. Yeah. Say so it, it works. So they're, they're going to roll him out for now. Uh, Zach Linton, he traded Isaiah Pacheco and a 2024 nice. second for Tyler Lockett on a seven and three Superflex team. So Pacheco a and a second in 2024 for like Tyler it. Lockett. I like it. Yeah, it's fine. You know, you're selling uh, – I, I feel like this is kind of selling high before we really know what Pacheco is from what we've seen. He's an average running back attached to a, an above-average situation. Uh, the schedule's getting better. If Isaiah Pacheco is the real deal, we're going to see him get going. And then maybe you undersold him a little bit and could get more later in the offseason. However, if this is the best Isaiah Pacheco is, is what we've seen so far, you you completely crush this trade. But for this year, the way Tyler Lockett's playing, you're a 7-3 and three, uh, team. Uh, you know Your team looks like you can make a run at a championship. Yeah, I like this deal. Uh, Boxy Kevin on YouTube, he traded Boyd for Lockett since Chase is coming back soon. Win or mm. loss? I like That's that. A monster win. I like Getting that. Getting Tyler Lockett? Yeah, I like it. Too. Monster win. And I'm not even a Tyler Lockett guy. I was mad because I was doing an FFPC draft and I auto drafted Tyler Lockett. And I was so pissed in the ninth round. Well, that's because we thought Gino was going to be ruining those guys, but we were yeah. dead wrong, man. Yeah, but it turned out where like I he's really helped my team out a lot. So. Sometimes that happens; those auto picks come up and uh, they save you sometimes. So good trade there, Jeter leader coming in with the hot one. Should he trade away Stefan Diggs and Alan Lazard? So Diggs and Lazard. Don't think so. For Debo, for Debo and AJ Brown, that's a hard no. Yeah, come. On. Nope. I want Stefan Diggs and Alan Lazard. I want nothing to do with Debo Samuel. Yeah, he's trending in the wrong direction. But you're getting AJ Brown, who can give you that massive blow up game more frequently than not. Um, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Diggs closer, is a closer than you think because Debo's definitely. I would rather have Debo than Lazard, but yeah, but Bill well, for sure. Yeah. But it's Debo for Diggs, and then Lazard for uh, who is the other one? AJ no, Brown. Person here, AJ it's Brown. More, it's more like AJ Brown versus Diggs, and then it's Debo versus Lazard, right? I mean, yeah, I don't want anything I, to do with Lazard. I, I just don't know what the hell to categorize Debo Samuel because it seems like when he's not getting those running back touches, he's a very average wide receiver. Like, if, if wide receiver to wide receiver, and I, I said this last year, I'd rather have, I think, Brandon Ayuk's the better pure wide receiver. What pure made, wide receiver, yeah. But Debo... Debo uh, so alluring was what he was doing as a rusher, and now they have CMC for that. Yeah, but you could also throw Debo a, a freaking slant. He could also go up and get a ball oh, now. Yeah, take it thirty yards to the house. We haven't seen that of late. Um, things have changed a little bit, 
But yeah, I mean, it's close. I, I think the tough part for me is just Diggs is like, you know, he's so secure. Yeah, moving off that's uh, tough. With Allen and, you know, it's just, that's tough. And, and Lazard's still quality with Rodgers. Yeah, the, the thing that what's going to help or possibly, Allen Lazard was getting those targets in the red zone that were now going to Christian Watson. But what I did notice is Allen Lazard's a hell of a lot more open now. So I, I think we're going to see the touchdown pr- production we saw earlier in the year from Lazard regress, but maybe a little bit of an uptick in targets. Guy has seen double-digit targets two out of his past three games. So yeah. that that seat, that that floor is going to still be there. Uh, only I, I don't think you know he had one, two, three, four, five touchdowns this year. He might not finish uh, with eight with the way Christian Watson's playing, but he could still return you that high floor. Yeah, I mean, Lazard was, like you say, he was wide open a few times. Rodgers kind of sailed a few balls. And, well, he uh, dropped that one, too. Yeah. Lazard. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, it's disappointing when you see that because he could have easily had a, a you know, 12, 15-point game without a touchdown. But it's so funny, like, when, when, like, Watson falls down or doesn't catch a ball or Lazard, <laughs> that smirk from Rodgers every time. He's just, like, so pissed. I, I think Rodgers is thinking about moving to the Jets next year. <laughs> the other Lafleur. He doesn't want to go to New York, man. He's a big conservative. Do he want to go to a liberal state? Do you think that really matters? I think it matters for him, for the type of person he That's is. True. Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, think about it, though. You got Watson coming along. Dobbs, man, was looking good. So I mean, you still got Aaron Jones. I mean, you know, I think he, I think he'll probably stay in Green Bay one more year. I mean the pack. I mean he basically owns the Green Bay Packers. Exactly, and he's you know he can curse at the coach and uh, get away with it. So yeah, like you said, he kind of owns it there. He's so comfortable there, and and these young receivers are starting to really emerge now. So year two, it might look a lot more pretty. Good point there. Um, William Stevenson, half point PPR, one wide receiver, one running back, one flex. Out of Cortland Sutton, Nico Collins, Pacheco, Swift, Elijah Mitchell, and Hunt. Very, very, very ugly here with the wide receivers. I'm going to go Cortland Sutton because there's really nothing else. I mean, forget Nico Collins. Nah, I mean, he got like 10 targets last week, dude. What are you doing, I mean, though? He's getting involved. I mean, that's the Giants defense. He scored, the, right? You know, he? And, yeah, he scored. And he's uh, also... Mm-hmm. Um, getting a softer matchup this week against the Commanders past defense. I know they're a gritty, tough team, the Commanders, but, I mean, it's still a bad secondary. I think he scored, like, at the end. And, uh, yeah, five pushed the game one. over, I think, too. I don't know. Who were the other options? At well, that Sutton. Yeah, hell no. What's wrong with Sutton, though? Against the Raiders? I mean, no Judy? No Judy? But again, is this that situation where, like with Gerald Everett, where you take behind. everything away, and now okay, we're just going to double this guy? They can't run anyway, and Russell Wilson is going to throw nine yeah. interceptions because he's trying Russell to avoid Wilson. the Broncos as much as possible. Last well, week, Sutton had, had a good game last week. Yeah, but after three straight games with less than five PPR points. Yeah, but the first four weeks he was pretty good though too. And the Titans have a terrible, and so do the Raiders. But uh, now you have, now you have no Judy. So I'm still going good. Sutton here because I can't. I, like I don't want to hang my hat on Davis Mills. And as bad as Russell Wilson is, I, he's still better than Davis Mills. Davis Mills should not be a quarter starting quarterback in this league. 
But the the commanders are going to stop the run real quick, and that's the one thing the Texans really excel at, so they're yeah. going to have to chuck it up. Then they got Chase Young coming up, Davis Mills. No, he, he's not playing this week. No. So is that it? It's just Sutton versus – yeah, Chase Young, I don't think he's coming back this wow. week. Wow, they, they yeah. heard the difference. Wow, I had okay. to, but then it recently said, yeah, we're maybe rushing it. So yeah, it's, so it's Sutton versus Nico. Is there any other options there? Not at wide receiver, but he has, oh. you know, decent I'm going another position. I like Sutton. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Sutton here. Very underwhelming on either end. They both have the same type of ceiling, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So at running back, it would be Swift, Pacheco, Mitchell, or Hunt. And he would need Pachico. one back and one flex. Give me Pacheco. It seems like he's about to pop this week. Gets the Chargers run defense. They're taking him off kick return duties. Like, I mean, the writing's on the wall for that. Um, it's true. Pacheco could have a pop game. Got, what, 16 carries yeah. for 82 yards last week. Um, I, I still like Mitchell, though. And we also need another flex. So it will be out of Swift, Pacheco, Hunt. I'm Swift. not going Swift. No way, I'm gonna, dude. I'm going to go Swift. I like your theory, Steve, about how they're going to kind of just unleash him against the Giants, but no way in hell can I personally get behind that until I see but it. But over Pacheco, though? I mean, is it that much? Is that hard to do that? No, it would be over Eli in the flex because he, he needs said, one running back and one flex. So if we're all going Pacheco? No, I'm saying I'm going Swift and Mitchell. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Matt, where are you I'm going? I'm going Pacheco here? and Mitchell for sure. I am going Pacheco, and I think Mitchell. Not I'm not Swift, yet bro. ready to de- trust DeAndre Swift yet. No. And there was a recent report that just came out saying that he's still working through some things. Like, I don't like the that's sound what of that. He said, that's what he said. He said uh, he's off the injury report. He said, uh, I'm ready. To, my number's call. I'll be ready to go. Still getting through some things, yada, yada. Yeah, so I don't like that. I don't know. He needs a coach that's going to give him the workload. Like, he's the type of back who can handle the workload, and they just don't want to give it to him. But that's what I said on, I don't know, Monday or Wednesday. I said, this is their season. If they don't use Swift this week, when the freak are they going to use him? So, if they're still, they want to make the playoffs, they got to use him this week. Boxy Kevin is back. Um, he said he is, I don't know if this is a question or just he wants us to talk about his team for a minute. Seven and three, Diggs, Kirk, Cooper, Lockett, Henry, Barkley, Taylor, Schultz Everett Cousins. Does he make any changes? He has Deshaun Watson stashed. I think that's, awesome. that's an outstanding team. You don't it's have a hole anywhere. I like it a lot, especially knowing Deshaun's ready to yeah. take out Kirk Cousins. And, you and, know, and that'll he, be a and, huge boost. And he has the Maury Cooper Deshaun connection. Mm, there you go. Stack it up. So, yeah, that, that's no, I wouldn't an make outstanding moves. team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mr. Vengeance, how does my team look? Fields, Henry, David Montgomery, Diggs, Lamb, Higgins, Pitts, Buffalo defense. And then he has uh, Cousins. Wait, it's another high-caliber roster right there. Yeah. Um, Pitts is the only question mark you have. He's probably been winning games regardless of that, though, with all those other guys. Yeah, but, like, if, if there is a weakness, it's at that tight end position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pitts has been a big bust. You know, what are people going, you know, and, and it's not it's not just the listeners, it's fantasy analysts, you know, 
getting on the hype train of a guy like Kyle Pitts, like out of just why? Because he has the measurables. His situation wasn't exactly great. I mean, yeah, he was drafted top five, like the highest tight end ever, right? So situation just, you know, with Marcus Mariota and that, you know, the way Arthur Smith likes to, you know, pound the run. Then they bring in Drake London. Release Desmond Ritter. Release Desmond Ritter. I think at DFS this week, you got to do a Fields, Mooney. Mm. um, And then on the the opposite end, you got to throw London and and, uh, Pitts in there and just go for it. At least, you know. One or two lineups having something like that. I don't think that. total. If this is not the week Pitts goes off, Bears have not been doing anything. I think this has got to be it. I just feel like it's Pitts or London, not both. So maybe do two lineups and one with one, one with the other. Right. 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 That makes sense. It's usually not both. One or the other right. gets going. Mariota can't handle uh, both of them, I don't think. Um, our guy Trey on YouTube, full point PPR. He needs two. Devin Singletary, Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Carter, or Eli Mitchell? Singletary's been not great, but, I mean, it's a great matchup. Don't have to worry about the snow now. Indoors against a bad Cleveland run defense, so that's that's a bit enticing. Um, we're getting a lot of Elijah Mitchell questions. Yeah. And uh, for good reason. So what? So what two? Are you, so you like Singletary and uh, who are the other three? Is Mitchell Zeke, Singletary and who? Zeke Carter Mitchell. Not Carter. Yeah, not not matchup. Zeke, I'm not. The Vikings are good against the run. Uh, there's one thing that they do. I know they let Singletary get those two early tuds, but those were like goal line touchdowns. But, and then, but that's uh, exactly okay. what Zeke does. Yeah, they're top ten against the run. Uh, I do like yeah Singletary. Browns are second worst against fantasy mm. running backs. So I think that's one. And then it's between Mitchell and Zeke. Uh, I'll give Zeke the nod. Yeah, Cowboys will be moving the ball a lot. Vikings have a bad pass defense. So, yeah, if Zeke's in the red zone getting carries, it could turn into something nice. I'm with you on Singletary. I think I'm going to lean on Zeke here. Um, it, it just speaks to me seeing how I, I believe if Zeke was the – Running back last week, they beat the Green Bay Packers um, with that two-score lead. I, I, you know, it, it's just uh, you know a tough situation where Zeke wasn't in there and they didn't have that four-minute drill running back. Yeah, I'm going Singletary and Elijah Mitchell is an option, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go Mitchell here. Over Zeke. I, I need to see it out of Zeke. Paul, I mean, I know it's what he does. He's the bulldozer. He gets you your your fourth down conversions, your goal line conversions. But You're right. Me, the Minnesota defense has been pretty tough against the run. That's what I'm saying. Um, look at this. Bears, 1.94 yards per carry. Dolphins, 3.1. Cardinals, 2.1. Commanders, 3.3. Bills, 3.6. So that's pretty stout. So I maybe do want to lean Mitchell there. Um, I'm going to stick with Zeke here. Uh, I like both a lot. I just like Zeke's touchdown upside. Walter Sargent is next. PPR, Pitts, or Gerald Everett? Everett with all these guys coming back potentially or Pitts who's been disappointing. I believe the uh, Bears are pretty tough against the tight end position. Um. 
So, you know what? I'm going to go Gerald Everett here. We've seen him do it time and time again. Maybe now that the Allen's back on the field, it frees up a little softer yeah. coverage. Chargers pass a bunch. So. Yeah, Bears are top five against fantasy tight ends. Yeah, yeah. Chiefs are a better um, matchup. I'm, I'm going Everett here. Yeah, you got to go Everett. 52 total. That's going to be a back-and-forth game. We just showed that Everett's been better with these guys in the lineup three out of the first four weeks of the season with those guys. He was double-digit fantasy points. So I think Everett – you know, I think Pitts is just kind of a shot in the dark. We're just hoping, you know, against the Bears he goes off. So Everett's yeah. the more – is the safer option here. Uh, next uh, – okay, second part of the question. Um, do we start Mike Williams if he plays or Kadarius Tony? I'm going Kadarius Tony. I don't think oh, it's Tony. close. Tony, smash Kadarius this week. No Juju, no McColl. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Finally popped last week. It's a, it's a good spot, so. Yep. Uh, next up, Black Rain, 79-20. Will Keenan Allen play? Um, hopefully, I mean, we're not, uh, you know, genies looks or good. whatever you call it. Nostradamus. Yeah, it looks good right now. I mean, he's been practicing. He's, I think he's ready and geared up to go. I think it should be fine, but, you know, just always double check, but it looks like he's good. KJ Frederick is asking, uh, he has a good matchup across the board. Does he start Mixon versus Pittsburgh or Foreman versus the Ravens? For me, it's Joe Mixon. It's a tough matchup, but yeah, after the 50-point performance he delivered, you have no right to be putting him on your bench. I mean, Jamar Chase really helps Joe Burrow out, and that's that sounds obvious, but it shows up in the numbers too. So I, I would say Mixon will probably get probably 20 to 25 touches, and that alone it's worth throwing him in your lineup. Yeah, Mixon for sure. And, and Mixon normally plays well against Pittsburgh anyway. Um, you know, he's coming off, obviously, his best game of the season. Uh, and, and Dante Foreman, I, 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 I start him over a lot of guys, but when you have a guy like Joe Mixon to choose from, better offense overall, um, that's the way I'm going to lean nine times out of ten, especially since, you know, this Bears defense with or this Ravens defense with Roquan Smith, I, I expect to see an uptick in, in how they're playing football and see them be a little bit more stout against the run. Yeah, and the Panthers-Ravens game, the Ravens are favored by 13. So that game could get ugly. Foreman could get game scripted out with Baker now. So you got to go with Joe Mixon. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have... Let's see. KJ Frederick. Oh, no. Okay. We already did you. Uh, okay. So he wants us to answer his wide receivers. Tony, Mike Williams, Amari Cooper, or Paris Campbell. He needs three. So for me, it's Tony, Cooper, and I would probably go Mike Williams if he's up. Yeah. Who's the fourth? Paris, Paris. Campbell. Ooh la la. I'm going Campbell over Williams. But other than that, I, I agree with the other two. He has Boyd, too. I mean, he, he also has Boyd, he said. Mm. Pittsburgh is not an easy defense anymore. They got Fitzpatrick back off the appendix surgery. They got TJ Watt back in the mix. So, yeah, they're a tough defense all of a sudden. 40 total in that game, Pittsburgh Bengals. Mm. Kind of mm. shitty. Yeah. Um, Facebook user, he needs a running back and a flex. Uh, Zeke. Eli Mitchell, Jeez. Uh, 
Palmer. So many Zeke and Eli Mitchell. Well, let's do the running back first. So it's Zeke, Mitchell, Foreman. Uh, Just one? Mitchell. Just one out Just of those one? two, and then he needs a flex. Mitchell. Yeah, I like Mitchell as well. I, that that uh, Vikings run defense looks pretty damn stout the last five or six weeks, so I, I like I like Mitchell. I'm so I said Zeke before. I'm gonna still stay Zeke here. I, I think he at least gets into the end zone once. I love this spot for Ezekiel Elliott in the short yardage situation. I think they're gonna want to control the clock, keep Justin Jefferson off the field. Uh, then we need a flex play out of the remaining running backs of Eli Mitchell, uh, Donta Foreman. Then he also has Josh Palmer, Devin Duvernay, and Van Jefferson. I think I'm going to two running backs here. Yeah, Palmer's being, you know, cast aside now that we're getting Allen back, in my opinion. DeAndre Carter outperformed him last game even. So um, I'm with you here. Stick with the running backs. Because I, I, yeah. if one of these, by the way, before you go, is one of these, like if uh, Mike Williams or Keenan Allen are out, maybe I consider Josh Palmer. But I like this spot for both of these running backs. Yeah, I would lean both running backs, but Van Jefferson, um, without Cooper there, you know, there is Ben Squareneck. Stafford is going to play this week um, against the Saints, 19th most. Again, uh, not bad for upside. So I don't think that's terrible if you wanted to insert him, but we haven't really seen it from him yet. He caught a late touchdown, the end of the game, kind of garbage time. Um, so you might want to wait a week or two to see what Van does. Oh, Van did score last week, but like, you know, I- right. To just you have a lot of other good options to turn to. Next up, um, Zach Linton. He's saying uh, Jimmy G lost Lance and Javante on that team. Okay, so he's just talking about his uh, it, that seven and three team from earlier. Uh, William Stevenson is Elijah more droppable in a twelve team league? Hell yeah, yeah. You know I what? Think. I don't. I think you got to wait and see because they talked about him moving into the slot, which could be really, really big because Zach Wilson does like to throw to the middle of the field a lot. Um, that's definitely what he did down the stretch last year. So Corey Davis is out again this week. It's going to be Mims and Garrett on the outside with Moore working in the middle. Uh, I would wait to see what happens this week if you can hold him. Um, I think if, if if it doesn't happen this week, then maybe you drop him. But I, I would try to be patient with him a little bit longer before you you know if, if you have some other options you can drop. It's it's a tough hold currently, but like like you said, Steve, it pays off in the end. Uh, you know, playoff time. If you still have him, he's cooking. It's Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle. So yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I'm holding on to Elijah Moore where I have him uh, because we saw him like really produce at a high level last year. That's a hard player to, to just drop and, and put him out there because what if he does get going? Um, not a great matchup this week, but it's going to start opening up, as you guys were saying. So if you can, hold on to, to Elijah Moore just in case. Uh, it hasn't been great even earlier this season, really underwhelming. But this guy produced, you know, you go back to last year, uh, a lot of 20-point PPR games down the stretch. Yeah, I think the key is they're going to give him a chance here this week and put him in the slot. So we'll see what he can do. Um, let's see, where are we? A uh, couple more questions before we wrap up. 
Tyler Atwood, uh, two questions, full point PPR, Curtis Samuel, Tyler Higby, Darius Slayton, Kenyon Drake. How many? One. Kenyon Drake, man. If Gus Edwards out, I think you got to go with Drake. Yeah, I mean, he's, Steve, you've been talking about it all, all week, but with Gus Edwards out, it's a top six running back matchup. It's the two touchdown favorite. Like the game script totally favors the Ravens run centric offense. And with Kenyon Drake leading the way, uh, didn't he get two touchdowns last week? I believe Pretty one sure or two. Did, yeah. He's been so, running. Yeah. He's been running well, man. This is like his, yeah. might be the best opportunity of his career. So yeah, for sure. If Edwards, even if Edwards plays potentially, but definitely if he's ruled out, I feel comfortable rolling Drake out there. Solid RB too. Yeah, I, I like Kenyon Drake a lot. It just seems like whatever running back you plug into this Ravens lineup, uh, they're going to have a good game. They want to run the football. They like to use the running backs in the red zone. We saw that with Kenyon Drake catching a touchdown a few weeks back. He ran for two uh, last week, getting the touches, producing in fantasy over 19 PPR points in three out of his past four games. So I, I absolutely love this spot for Kenyon Drake with or without Gus Edwards. They had a bye last week, right? The Ravens. Uh, yes, they did. Yeah, so he's gonna. Run. Be, he'll be nice and fresh too. Uh, second part of the question: Hawkinson or Higby at tight end? It, it's it's Hawkinson. Even without Amari Cooper and Stafford yeah. coming back, like we saw Higby get like eight, ten targets a lot this year. Uh, dude, but it's the Rams. Uh, the Saints are like the worst mm, yeah. tight end matchup. Yeah, and then right. you get the you're Vikings. Right. You're right. Kirk Cousins loves TJ Hawkinson already. The dude's had 16 targets in like only two games. So, yeah, I'm definitely wrong with yeah, Hawk. Yeah, I'll, 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 you changed my mind just with that. I completely forgot they're playing that matchup. Yeah. I hate that. I mean, I don't hate I'm Obviously, Higby's, for, fan, for fantasy Higby's purposes, cat. I just do not like Higby. Yeah, he's he's very boom bust. Final question before we wrap up. Scott Cowboys 3 needs two in a PPR league out of Swift, Hunt, Gallup, and Landry. I'm going with the two running backs. Swift, Hunt, Gallup, Landry. I mean, I, Gallup really hasn't done Definitely anything. Swift out of that. Uh, Hunt is gross, but the Bills are bad against the run right now. So, like, I don't he needs trust three out of Landry. four? He needs two out of four. Two. I don't trust Gallup oh. or Landry at all. No, not Landry. Definitely not Landry. Gallup, no, it's just Schultz and Lamb when it comes to the passing game. Maybe a little bit of Pollard, but. What has Hunt been doing? He hasn't been doing Not much. a lot. Jack shit. Not a lot. He's waiting for his it's next good, it's team. It's a decent matchup, though. Decent matchup. I think I'd definitely go with Swift. Um, I don't know about Hunt, man. I think, you know, Gallup obviously coming off that injury. He doesn't look the same. But it's a 48 total, and um, – I kind of like I like that spot, so I'll go with Gallup and uh, Swift. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you for bringing the questions. As always, we will be back Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time to answer your last-minute start-sit questions for Fantasy Football Week 11. But for Steve, Matt, and myself, this is the FF Face-Off. If you want to win, you have to tune in. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.